everyone. Welcome back to Plot Lines. I'm your host, Connor, and uh, I got a fun show planned for everyone. I'm going to be going through all the, uh, a character tier list for Tolkien characters, uh, which is going to be great. Though I think I'll have to do probably a second one because this one is going to be mainly focused. I mean, it will have a lot of the Lord of the Rings characters, but it will all. It's going to be uh, heavily in sort of the Silmarillion and that uh, area. So uh, just mind that 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 might be another episode in the future. That, uh, but. Uh, also, if you're watching this, please like, share, comment, and subscribe if you like the content on Plotlines and you want to see more of this. I'm also wearing my uh, my Valar uh, shirt, so it's uh, themed properly uh, because I think we're going to be going over them. They're going to be a part of the t- tier list. Uh, on Friday, I'm going to be releasing an episode with Mark from Tradmen about the Michael Collins movie and Irish nationalism and that's and uh, all that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So look forward to that. Now, let's get started. So as standard, we've got the S tier, A tier, B tier, D tier, C tier. There's no F tier, I think. It makes sense for Tolkien characters not to have an F tier because they're all very well uh, created. Um, I apologize if I if there are some some characters up here that aren't labeled. I was trying to find the best um, best tier list to go off of. So hopefully this uh, this one is decent enough. And uh, okay. Let's let's get started. So, so well, let's find. I think Aluvatar is somewhere. Actually, I don't think Aluvatar might not might not be on this list, but Aluvatar would be S tier because he's God and he's created this world, which is pretty great. Um, some of them are not labeled very well. That's a that's one of the downsides. So I'm going to start off with Aragorn, who is very much uh, S-tier because he is the king that returns, obviously. He's he's sort of the culmination, I mean, of all the history of Middle-earth and the retor- return of the nobility of... Gondor and Arnor, the Numenorians sort of uh, brought back to their strength. And I think I think Aragorn is just obviously an awesome character. He has an awesome sword. He is he is a Christ figure as the king. He it for the most part is very consistent in what he wants to do. He starts, you know, rag to riches kind of. He has such a long backstory. He's so old and he has such uh, such great experience. I mean, he's single-handedly basically kept Gondor afloat even when he wasn't king. 
And you got to admit, that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know about you, but to me, that uh, seems pretty impressive to keep Gondor afloat, even when Gondor sort of has just a steward, Denethor. So that's that's why uh, Aragorn is a tier. Now, let's just get rid of some, uh, some of the uh, really boring characters. Argon, I think, is one of Feanor's kids. So basically, he didn't really do much. He just dies, and that's his part of his character. I think these are uh, Maglor and um, Methadros. I think because they're not clear, it's not clearly labeled, unless Amberusa, which I don't think is a character, is a proper labeling, which I don't think it is. So I'm going to say they are B tier because they do sort of uh, lose, they do lose their way many of t- many times, but they also do come back and have. They, uh, I think they raise uh, Elrond and Elros to become uh, great, you know, great rulers. And you can see that they tried at certain points to rev- uh, sort of come back into their own, but they were haunted by the Silmarils, and each of them dies or what, or either disappears while handling one of one of the Silmarils. Um I believe this is our Farazon. Our Farazon is a pretty gr- uh, probably A tier regarding being a villain. He amasses power. His hubris is so strong, so powerful that I just think it's uh, it, it. He's so pow- he's so powerful, and he uses his power in very much the worst way possible. And I think that's uh, sort of in some ways, you know, he's not an amazing person, obviously, but he, as a villain goes, he p- conquers Sauron or Sauron, but then allows Sauron to manipulate him, but. And I think from his perspective, he got a lot out of it until, you know, he sails for to uh, Valinor and gets crushed by the, by, by, uh, is it the Valar or is it, um, it's either the Valar or Luvatar himself. I can't remember. Um. Varie is one of the Vala. She is the Weaver. We don't get much about her. She's the wife of Mandos. But I think she could. Pro- she probably would go in D tier. She doesn't do that much. I think she'd be interesting to you know sort of have a role in in it. But I don't think she has much of a role, much of a role if Tolkien had expanded or expounded a little bit on her I think that would be a little bit of a different story but as of you know based on the legendarium she's not an, an uh, 
a great character. So we got um we got characters on each level, which is kind of cool. We got Argon, who's again basically just not he just dies and that's his whole thing. He doesn't really do much. Very Varie, which she has a role in the world, the weaver of events and uh wife of Mandos, but she she's not taking an active role. Mythadros and uh Maglor have uh have this sort of back and forth between good and evil. You know, they, they are very complex characters, uh, though the story doesn't really focus on them. Our Farazan has a very pivotal role in bringing down Numenorean civilization. And I think that had, I think that's very, a very important element. And I think he's just caught up in his hubris. So I don't know who these two blonde characters are. So if we when we get to the end, we might be able to figure out who they are. Um Arid Hell. She is the white lady of Numenor. She kind of just goes off on her own and then gets married to a dark elf. So I like like her imagery, and I like the way Tolkien deals with her. But I also think that <laughs> she she's very much she just kind of leaves. It's it's she has such an odd character. I think she wants to return to her family. I think that's why she leaves. Um, but I can't exactly remember. She's an interesting plot device, I think, in some ways. Um, Arwen is probably a tier you know she's she's more in the background but she is a big supporter of aragorn she obviously wants him to succeed in becoming the king of gondor and arnor because that will provide that will allow them to get married that was elrond's uh basically that that was what uh, Aragorn had to meet to provide to get Arwen's hand. She is an elf and she wants to marry a man, and I think that's uh, an important element in the story. Where Tolkien always wants to sort of unite these uh, these groups uh, in, and it really takes a substantial amount of love, a substantial amount of. Uh, fortitude and um, to want to marry the other race want to you know to marry between elves and men and it's usually a great feat to do and uh, Arwen and Aragorn push through that you know Aragorn gets to decide how he dies and Arwen uh, moves back to Lorien in sorrow which is kind of interesting so she has a lot of interesting points. I think a lot of people might say she doesn't have enough to do in the story because you know they wanted they want her to have more active role, but I think her purpose is more uh, secondary. So she's a tier, but I do think Arpharazon is a cooler character. You know, there's this this imposing force who corrupts and destroys 
all that is good in Numenor. And I think that's uh, that's a lot. That's enough said there. Bard, Bard the Bowman is B level. He becomes the the king of Dale, and he helps build back build back better <laughs> uh, build Dale back, uh, which. I think is a uh, impressive feat. Also, he kills the dragon. He c- kills Smaug with the arrow, which is also a great accomplishment in my opinion. But so yeah, we got uh, this setup or Bard. It, Bard sort of he creates another dynasty. Or at least he inherits a dynasty and then resets up a people in Dale. And he um, works with the dwarves and the elves. And I think it's just he's, you know, he's an interesting character from that perspective. He doesn't really do too much, but he but he has is him killing Smaug is an important moment. And I think that's enough to get him to be here. Next is Baron, who I think is much cooler than our Ferrisan, but I don't think Baron is A tier. I think he is, or sorry, I don't think he's S tier. He sort of, uh, he is part of the remains of a group of men in the First Age, and he falls in love with Luthien. Let me see if I can find Luthien because we can talk about both of them together. Luthien should be here. Well, I'll then I'll just get to her when I get to her. She might be... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where... Uh, she is, but we'll get to her in the future. I think that that uh, Baron doesn't live up to sort of the Aragorn level. He does, though. Work, uh, he's he's sort of like Aragorn. Aragorn has to win the kingdoms of Gondor and Arnor. Have has to become their king, and Baron has to get a Silmaril back from basically um back from hell basically it's you know it's sort of a, the harrowing of hell but he you know he has to infiltrate and get one of the silmarils from morgoth's crown and him and uh, luthien or his love for luthien is so great that he does this i mean thingol gives him the absolute worst mission to ever you know take place but he he takes it on and with the help of finrod as well as uh luthien they accomplish this and their love is their the reason that they are able to do so so baron i think is a tier so he has the first marriage between uh elf and man Um, I think Arian, I think 
she is the son, if I'm not mistaken. She is a very cool concept. She's in B tier. I think she gets props for being one of the only sort of fire uh, spirits that stays loyal to the Valar, that stays loyal to Iluvatar and doesn't fall to... um, she, uh, She doesn't fall to Morgoth, which I think is impressive. But yeah. So, so yeah, we've got Arian, who is the who represents the sun, if I'm not mistaken. If some if uh if I'm wrong, someone correct me in the chat. Then let's go Ellen Deal. Ellen Deal's father, Amandil, is one of is one of the reasons that they uh or basically Amandil tells Ellen Deal to get his kids and get away from Numenor and they sail as Numenor is being destroyed and a gust of wind saves them from being consumed being destroyed along with Numenor. He is the leader leader of the faithful and the first king or high king of Arnor and Gondor. And he is also immensely tall and leads forces in fighting Sauron. And though he dies in the battle outside Mount Doom, he is successful in defeating Sauron at uh, at the bat at the battles in Mordor, even though his uh, son takes the ring and the power of Sauron still lives on because of that. So, I think Ellen Deal definitely gets some props for that. Let's go Boromir. Boromir. It's really this list is very hard to do because all of these characters are very good. I do think Boromir is better than Baron. Actually, no, just uh, second to Baron. Better than Arpharazon. He is the son of the steward Denethor. We know his story very well from Lord of the Rings. And he. He's very much in the in the Fellowship of the Ring. He is very cognizant of the hobbits. He wants to protect them. And his uh, desire to help his city, desire to uh, br- uh, give himself power, is the thing that brings him down. He wants to... He wants to give, he wants to save his city, and he thinks the only way to do that is to take the ring, and that's what overcome that what overcomes his better judgment, and he betrays the fellowship of the ring. But he also, in the end, comes back to his senses, and I think that's also important to to note that he does come back to his senses, and his and he does redeem himself in fighting and dying to protect 
Mary and Pippin, even though Mary and Pippin do eventually get captured. So, Ecthelion. Ecthelion is a uh, really awesome general or a city guard leader in Gondolin. He fights Belrogs and he uh, he fights to the death in I think the like the town square and I think that's it's an impressive feat. He does he does decently enough to defend the city and um, you know though he loses he does uh, it's a valiant fight that he carries on in defense of the city. So I think he gets B tier because of that. He's it's it's just an epic moment. I would love like Ecthelion has one of the coolest moments. It would be really impressive. I would love to see a a last or sorry the fall of Gondolin as maybe like an animated movie or something. I think that would be really cool. I mean, it would be really interesting as a as not as a non animated movie, but I almost think they would just mess it up these days. If it was not an animated movie, they're less willing to destroy the like you have to be more creative to make an animated movie in some ways. You can easily turn like I mean, just look at the rings of power. You can easily turn things into a a bad live action show. So that you know that, that's kind of the main that would be my main reason for want would wanting to see the fall of gondolin maybe as an animated mo- movie these days i think it'd be pretty cool who, who is this this is i don't know who this is um Caranthier is one of uh l- one of feanor's lesser known sons i think he has a little bit bigger role than Argon, so he he gets D tier. Caliborn gets, uh, hmm, I think B tier. He is a uh, a noble member of the what is it the family. He's a Sindarin elf, so he's a gray elf who then marries Galadriel, and they eventually become become the lord and lady of Lothlorien. He very much doesn't like dwarves, which is interesting. So he gives sort of that. Uh, he's very reminiscent of the death of Thingol. He remembers that, and he holds it against dwarves because of that. Even though the dwarves he meets later on aren't the same aren't the same dwarves going forward um so we got elwing elwing is the daughter of i think it's dior the daughter of dior who marries arendil and she she puts uh, she is the reason that 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 Arendil and Elwing become elves because she wants to be an elf. Just they're half 
they're half elf. So they get to decide whether they want to be elf or man and they decide that they want to be they want to be elves because Erendil, though he wants to be a man in the in sort of the like they're given the choice. This isn't like this isn't like the transgender stuff, but this is uh, a different setup because because uh, basically they were born of half elves, so therefore they were given the choice. But after that, if they chose to be men, they the their ancestors wouldn't have a choice going forward. Anyways, I think Elwing is an okay character. Uh, B tier. She has a lot. She's a lot to do. She saves. Uh, one of the Silmarils and I think uh, jumps into the sea, turns into a bird, and then brings the Silmaril to uh, to Erendil, her husband, on the ship. Let's see if I can find Erendil and then we can talk about him as well because I think they are important together as people. I, I keep not I keep not knowing where the other ones are where I want to talk about both of them. It's, that's unfortunate. Oh, there it is. Erendil. Okay, so Erendil he is in a pretty impressive figure because he probably up at eight tier because he does everything in his power to plead on behalf of elves and men in order to get the Valar support as the as Morgoth is winning the battles uh, and destroying all of elven and man civilizations on. Um, what is it on uh, in Balerion? Balerion is being basically taken over completely, and all the elves are going and men are going to be killed. And Elendil goes to the Valar and pleads for their help. As I said, he and Elwing, his wife, they they become elves, and he he helps lead the forces of the Valar into battle against Morgoth in. Uh, sort of this enormous war. I think it's the uh, it's the War of Wrath. I can't remember which war it is, but it uh, it you know casts Morgoth down and into the void and it, it's just an imp- I mean also Arendil is now a star. He is basically a star kind of like this uh, one of the Vala or or one of the Maiar Maya I guess is a um is the sun, it rules the sun. Same thing with the star of Erendil. Dior, I would say, is D tier. He is the brother of Luthien. He is the king of, what is it? I can't remember what Thingol's the king of. Um, 
But anyways, he he's he uh, is the successor of Thingol after Thingol is murdered. He leads the forces against the dwarves, him and the Ents, and they defeat the dwarves. And then, basically, he is eventually defeated in a battle by... Um, oh, he gets attacked by Mythadros and, uh, and someone else. Or so basically, the sons of Feanor attack and destroy the the kingdom. He dies, and his his sons disappear, uh, and he is so he he's basically a failure, though he does seem like an interesting character outside of that. Finrod. Finrod is S tier. Finrod is is the most noble elf, though he does make, or one sorry, one of the most noble elves. He does make some mistakes. Obviously, he goes with Feanor and the Noldor uh, when they uh, when they create the oath of Feanor. I don't think he's there. He's not at the oath of Feanor, but he goes with the elves when they go to middle earth because he um what is he more out of duty his wife doesn't want to go so his wife actually stays behind and he you know he vows that he'll never find love outside of that so he he is uh true he's a true elf insofar as that though obviously he he really shouldn't have left his wife and he builds Nargothrond, and he is friend. He is friends with the elves that uh, were still in Middle Earth. He also has uh, is friends with men and introduces them to elves, and and that sort of thing. So he's very friendly with m- men, and he. He sacrifices himself for Baron in the end, and he, he's one of the first elves to be able to be uh, resurrected in the hall from the halls of Mandos because elves stay with the world while um, while men go outside the bounds when they die. So he, you know, he's not he is such an awesome story throughout all the tales of the first age. Celebrimbor is sort of Feanor, but lesser. He is very friendly with the dwarves. He um, he is basically seduced by um, by Sauron in order to build the rings of power. He didn't build the one ring, but he built the other rings of power. He built the elven rings by himself, which made them, uh, you know, sort of, you know, not evil, which is kind of good. So we got that going, or he's got that going for himself. He, uh, which, uh, he's also just he dies in a really uh, <laughs> bloody way when he fights. Um, the forces of Sauron 
at at uh Aust what is it uh what's this city? Oregian. In Oregian, he fights and defends Oregian and dies. He uh he's one of Feanor's descendants, but he sort of takes a less greedy approach. So he's uh he uh submits himself to the king, the high king Gilgalad. But uh he does get um basically he falls victim to um to Sauron's charms. Elrond I think where Elrond? Elrond, I think Let's see, let's see. I think he goes in A T or S tier. He is both sort of a diplomat and a warrior. He is very wise. He he's really in, he's a good father as well as a good husband. He uh though he though his wife does get injured and have to get sent back to Middle Earth or sorry, back to Valinor because she's been so uh, terribly scarred, unfortunately. I think it's a... I think he has just a lot to give, and he chooses to be an elf, which is an interesting aspect, because him and his brother, Elros, were given the opportunity to be either an elf or man, and Elros became the king of men, and Elrond became a half-elven or, or an elf, and he was the right-hand man of the High King of the Noldor, Gilgalad. And he could have taken on the High Kingship after Gilgalad died, but he didn't. So he does seem to be humble, but that also might have been a, a bit of a mistake because maybe somebody, maybe, I don't know, somebody might have needed to take on that role, but he didn't take on that role. So that... uh maybe was a mistake on his part. Eowyn, she is the shield maiden of Rohan. I think she goes up here. Um, she is a really interesting character because she is twisted by... Um, what is it? By uh, the... By Saruman and his right-hand man, Agrima Wormtongue, into believing that she needs to go out and venture and go in be a warrior and that sort of thing, and and it's it's uh, torments her for such a long time. She feels like she's not not doing anything. She's not being a leader, but all the times she does things uh, that she should do you know that she's taking care of her people and be uh helping her uncle it, it she does a good job and then obviously she fills a fulfills a prophecy where or her and mary or yeah her and mary fulfill the prophecy of the um of the destruction of the witch king of angmar because the prophecy is that no man will kill him. And Pip or Mary is a halfling, so he doesn't really he kind of fit he doesn't really fit the the you know, he sort of 
he fits the description of the per- kind of person who will destroy the King of Angmar. And then Eowyn is a woman, so therefore, together they kind of, they destroy the Witch King of Angmar. But after he uh, after uh, Eowyn is healed. After after he she destroys the witch king, she's brought out of her desire to be a warrior and finds love with Faramir, Faramir, sorry, Faramir, and I think that's a you know sort of a good a good example, a good a good showing of her of that she was not meant to be a warrior. She was meant for better times. She was meant for happiness and not sorrow. And she was so depressed and that sort of thing that she eventually overcomes this. And I think it's sort of an anti-feminism in that sense. People think of her as a feminist character, but she, she really isn't. She really wasn't a feminist character. Aeor or Eol, he is a dark elf who basically... Um, forces er, uh, the white lady of the Noldor to marry him. And, you know, he, he just, he seems like a, uh, what's the word? Just a, he's just a straight uh, villain for the most part. He's just kind of weird. He's a really weird human be- or weird elf who just lives in the darkness and, you know, wants to, Stay there and that sort of thing. Uh, Kelligorm and Kurfin are pretty C tier, I would say, because they they aren't um, they aren't very impressive. They're just uh, the more kids of Feanor. They're not really discussed very much. So Finway. Finway was the first king of the Noldor. He um, he is killed. I can't remember how he was killed. I think he might have been killed by Morgoth. That sounds about right. He he was he was the only thing keeping the Noldor from basically going to war from civil war. Or from leaving. And, you know, his big seemingly mistaken life was when his wife died in Val- Val- Valinor. He chose to take another wife and that sort of, and that split his, it was one son with his other, his future two sons. Though I'm not, I'm not really sure he was at fault at that, at that point. But he decides to go west but I, you know, I'm not really sure. He's not too much of a character. He's just kind of a plot point, in my opinion. Hurin. Hurin really gets, I think, let's say, B tier. He he is a great warrior a good family man, but then he's captured and eventually gives in to Morgoth in alerting him to where, uh, what's it, the where Gondolin is. So I do think that's sort of unfortunate for him and unfortunate for everyone else. But I don't know, like, 
he's not and he kills himself at the end so he's a very tragic figure um aristor i think aristor is a um is like uh what what is it like a lore master i think that's all he is so i'm just going to put him in d no, I don't remember too much about him. Denethor. It seems it seemed like he was very jealous of his father, or jealous that his father liked Aragorn more, though he didn't know that it was Aragorn. I think he goes. Um, he's higher up. I think he goes right there in B tier between. Arendelle and uh, Celebrimbor, you know, he falls victim to believing what basically the TV is telling him, you know, uh, Palantir basically is TV and the person controlling the TV, you know, the person controlling the Palantir was Sauron and he fell victim to basically Sauron convincing him that things were so bad that he basically should give up and he did give up and he also basically favored Boromir over Faramir, just like his father sort of favored others and not him. And really, that's just, he put, poured so much love onto Boromir that he failed to show any love for Faramir. And that, that was, you know, that was one of his big faults overall. Um, also if anybody, uh, watching, I'd love to hear, you know, what, where I'm, where I'm going wrong with this, you know, sort of how, how you would do better and that sort of thing. Cause I, you know, I want, I want to hear that. Findulas, she is probably a B character. She serves her purpose in, as the love interest, uh, for, I think, uh, Turin. Turin uh, falls in love with her, and event and uh, is she or he is unable to protect her. In the end, I can't remember exactly why, but she, you know, basically he is unable to protect her. Uh, Celebrian is Arwen's mother and daughter of Galadriel, and wife of Elrond she I think is D tier she uh but she has a little more in the story as in the history she has more influence in some ways than the other characters in D tier and she she is attacked by orcs and because of the pain she went through she kind of was uh, affected greatly and had a lot of mental trauma and went to Valinor because Elrond could not heal her. Elros. Elros doesn't really have that much uh, going for him. He is just the first king of Numenor. He is built. He builds Numenor up and sort of sets the stage for the way the kingship works in. Numenor, and I think that you know he seems like a good king. He does pick uh, B 
being a man instead of an elf, which is an interesting choice. Ianwe is the general of... Let's see, where should he... He is the leader of the Valar. He comes to basically have people... He's the warlord, war leader, general of the Valar, and he uh, is the emissary of Manway. So he has some pretty, uh, just a he has great moment, you know, leading the forces of the Valar against Morgoth in a battle that destroys like all of Beleriand in it because it's so such a destructive and massive battle. So Ianwe gets, you know, Ianwe, I would say, is leader of maybe right behind Celeborn in B-tier. Because Celeborn has a bigger role in the story. Uh, Frodo is S-tier. Let's see. Frodo goes through so much to get to, you know, he he takes it upon himself to leave the Shire in order to protect it. He is an incredible. He he is he is self-sacrificing on a level, you know, very 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 rarely seen, and he's just in and he's so small and so you know such a low figure in some ways that it's just incredibly impressive and his story is you know is at the heart obviously he's the, pretty much the main character of lord of the rings and he i think he's not in some ways not impressed not as impressive as aragorn but in some ways that makes him very impressive because he's is just a small person in this in this uh battle though he does given to the ring but i think the point kind of is that everyone would but he gives it he doesn't give in after you know it takes him forever to give in which is pretty impressive indus i think is uh one of the valar or one of the elves wives she doesn't really do much so i think she just goes in c tier Anarie, I don't really remember who she is, so I'm just gonna put in C tier. Let me know. Wait, why is D and C changed? Did I do that accidentally? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Let's uh, put that right. Wait, what just happened? That's weird. I have to fix this. Sorry about this. Just moving things back to where they were. Indus, yeah, I think that's... No, okay. Okay, I think that's 
more or less where we left it. Okay. Oh, there's Luthien. Luthien is S tier. She is an absolutely impressive uh, character. She pleads for her husband to be, uh, you know, sort of uh, revived. She pleads to Mandos, who basically uh, you'd think would be the hardest uh, Valar to convince. And I think it's it's just incredible, incredibly impressive, in my opinion, that she's able to do that. Obviously, and her uh, spells and singing and that sort of thing that you know is she's also incredibly beautiful. She's half Maya, half elf, and she's the own sort of the only version of that. And she's incredibly powerful, and she puts she put uh, puts to sleep uh, Morgoth. So she's one of the one people or one of the few people to confront the dark lord and that's very impressive to me gilgalad was an elven king um he probably goes yeah and beats here he though he doesn't take part in as much story he does lead the forces of the elves through a long time, uh, he has a long reign in which he uh, leads the elves and he uh, fights him and Elendil fight uh, Sauron head to head and he gets uh, like burned alive basically because of it. And so he has a really impressive death and. He leads his people very well. He resists Sauron, and he doesn't really fall victim to the usual problems that a lot of the elves have. Gandalf, Gandalf, Gandalf. I think Gandalf beats Aragorn. I think he's he's S-tier. He is one of the coolest characters. You know, the wizards are... Just an impressive aspect of Lord of the Rings. I think they are. They, it's what makes one of the reasons uh, it really stands out. I think is the is, are the wizards and Gandalf is so interested in the in, in not just in in everything. He has a such a universal approach sort of like he's looking at the bigger picture saruman looks at uh, materials and he's looking at sort of the craftsmanship while and then um the blue wizards seem to be focused on like the east like they're very east focused which is interesting i don't really know what that actually means necessarily but that's kind of that's all we're kind of given and then radagast is focused on nature but gandalf has a holistic approach you know, we see his focus, you know, he has a knowledge when it comes to the when nature because he, uh, his his horse is one of the greatest horses uh, and he's able to lead or command that horse. You know, basically that horse follows him and knows him and respects him, which is interesting. So um, while Radagast focuses only on the 
what is it the the nature the natural side of things gandalf has of his focus kind of everywhere he's he's uh working with the what is it the the hobbits as well he's working with the hobbits which is great you know he and uh they're the little people so people like saruman don't think they're important in any capacity but Gandalf, but Gandalf seems to, and that's and that's an important thing to look at regarding Gandalf, and he he sort of he puts the puzzle together. He kind of he kind of is looking from afar, and then comes to the aid of people when at the right time. He kind of he has the best timing, which is impressive, and he doesn't fall. He doesn't fall in uh, like he doesn't fail in his mission and even when sort of he kind of fails in the sense you know he dies but he sacrifices himself and then because of that he is sent to return while all the other wizards seem to have failed in their work haldir is a elf of lothlorien he is a captain and he um he doesn't do too much, in my opinion. So I'm thinking he's going to be C tier. He represents the conflict between Gimli's people and his people. And he's a good uh, helper to the Fellowship. But like I said, he doesn't have as much to do. It'd be a little different if he was like the Haldir in the movies where he leads forces and dies in an epic way, but he doesn't do that in the, in the, uh, in the books. So I'm just going to keep to, uh, the, um, the other, you know, the, I'm going to keep to the books. Feanor has a great impact on the story. Uh, he, it creates the Silmaril. So I think he's a tier, probably second to Arwen he or next to Arwen he is basically the most uh active or like uh what's the word he he puts he has so much influence on the story with the elves he brings them into uh into this conflict with Morgoth and he does so because because he wants vengeance he he definitely wants vengeance and that's what why the elves fall into you know so much tra- so many traps because they want this they le- follow uh Feanor because he is the high king and they're in search of vengeance and it leads to rash decisions and it leads to them cutting him cutting themselves cutting them off from the valar which is a big mistake uh Fingolfin is the second or the third I think high king of the Noldor he is pretty impressive uh because he goes up against Morgoth in a duel in a very epic duel I think he's though in B I think he he 
him and Gilgalad are on a similar level. Their stories are kind of similar. They both go up against a Dark Lord, and they both die because of it. But Fingolfin goes up against the Dark Lord, so maybe he should be above Gilgalad. Though, and uh, I don't think he has that much influence on the story uh, after that. You know, he he uh, his leadership of the Noldor isn't that active if I'm thinking about it correctly. Glarong is a giant dragon. So I'm just going to put him in C tier. I don't really know how monsters should, where monsters should really, should really go. Mablong is a, I think he's like a uh, soldier in Doriath. Doriath is what I keep forgetting. He's a soldier in Doriath. I think he can go above Glarong, but he's basically a captain of the Doriath Guard. Ingwe doesn't do too much, though he is the he's the high king of all the elves because he is. Uh, I think it's Vanyar. He's the leader of the Vanyar elves. He's the king of the Vanyar elves, and he stays in uh, in Valinor. So he doesn't really have that much to do because of that. So I think C tier is fine for him. I'm trying to think, who is this? I'm not really sure. I feel like this is... Uh, let me let me hold off on that, but I think it's uh, Legolas's father, but I could be wrong. Morwen is is uh, Corin's wife. She is an has an important role in the, the Children of Hurin story, and Turin's uh, legacy. She sends. Torin to be uh, tr- be raised in Doriath and then eventually goes off searching for him. And she she's an interesting character. I don't think she's A tier, but I think she's just behind Elwing. Let's say that. Who's Arwen? I can't remember who Arwen is. This is that's a hard one. Galadriel, Galadriel, I think. So Galadriel is Finrod's sister. I think she's be behind Frodo, in S tier. She is such a an impressive uh, part in the story. She's such a strong character and not in the like rings of power sort of way that is, you know, obviously emphasized in that story. But she's definitely got her power that she has her um, she she makes the Lembus bread just like um, Melian, the Maya. Uh, So obviously she kind of she learned that from Melian and I think that that's one of the things that makes her uh, very impressive. 
Um, so anyways, so I think she she also carries one of the elven rings and she rules Lothlorien with her husband Galad or sorry, Celeborn. And they are great help to the fellowship. And she also is very diplomatic and sort of holds back when it comes to when she first arrives in Middle Earth. She's sort of she's slower. She's thoughtful. She doesn't make rash decisions as much, though she did obviously rebel against the Valar. So she's not, you know, incapable of making mistakes. And I think uh, she's just a wonderful character overall her power, but she also is restrained and that sort of thing. Um, okay. Let's do... Oh, no, this is Legolas's father. I don't... Yeah. Faramir is probably just right behind Aragorn in S-tier. He is kind of the the noble knight, the, probably one of the most noble knights. So Aragorn is the noble king, but Faramir is the noble knight. He wants to avoid war as much as he possibly can, but he's also ready to fight when it comes time to do so. He wants to defend the things, be, uh, he wants to defend that that he loves and not, you know, end up destroying what he loves because of it. And I think that's what, you know, that's basically his whole role, and he resists taking the ring. So he he go he is better than Boromir. Uh he he knows better than Boromir. Neonor is a it has a really strange story. I think she's gonna be in C tier. She um there's a little incest between uh well unknowingly she doesn't know it but she gets she sort of um is Turin's sister and Turin eventually like she she loses her memory and she kills herself in the end and that sort of thing so she's she she she's very a very tragic figure I think Kilabrian should be go up here and Mablong should be Mablong should probably be above clear uh, anyway, so basically, Neonor's. That's we'll get into her story maybe a little more when we get to Turin Turambar. I still don't know who these characters are, but they look like they look like elves. Halith was a man. Um, I don't think he had much to do. He was just one. Of, he just. I think he fought with the elves against Morgoth. But I think there was failure. Um, Faramir, who dreamed the same dream as Tolkien himself. I'm not sure what you mean, Nicholas, exactly. Uh, if you mean, like, his motives, yes, I, that makes a lot of sense. But um, I don't know what you mean by dream. Uh, Boromir and Faramir both had the same dream that led to Boromir going... Uh, to Rivendell. Um, so, let's next. Glorfindel. Glorfindel is an amazing character. 
he he is one he's i think the only elf that is resurrected uh and returns to middle earth and he is much more powerful because of it he is given the powers of like yanway so i think he might maybe he should be in a tier let's see Bormir Eowyn. probably above Eowyn. actually yeah uh anyway so he sacrifices himself and destroys and kills um a balrog very similarly to the way um who who kill, who uh way gandalf sacrifices his life um so, uh, and then he comes back more powerful, kind of like, it makes me think of um, Obi-Wan in Star Wars, you know, come back more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Both Gandalf and uh, and Glorfindel do that. Glorfindel plays Arwen's part that Arwen plays in the movies, going to save the Fellowship. And he almost, Tolkien almost has him go with the Fellowship but he puts Legolas on the team instead. So, so that so, anyways, Glorfindel just has a very epic story, and uh, is a very important role in the in the Lord of the Rings. Finarfin is the I think he's if I'm thinking correctly he's the brother of Fingolfin. He has, uh, does he stay? I think he stays in, uh, Valinor. So he, he makes some very good decisions. Uh, but I think he doesn't have as much of a role to play in the story. So I think he would still be seat, would be C tier. Let's see. So, anyways, he stays in Middle Earth, or not Middle Earth, he stays in Valinor. Becomes the king of the Noldor in Valinor, um, which is an important uh, role to have. But you know, and all of his kids, I think, are better. Like, are sort of do better things overall. Like uh, Galadriel and Finrod are both his kids, so I think that shows says something good about him. Um. Gimli is one of the few dwarves on this list. Uh, he, I think he would be, let's see. I think he's an A tier. He has an important role and he shows, you know, the qualities between um, elves and dwarves. Like he, he sort of fixes the rift between the two. And I think he does it very well. So I think he does that very well. And I think his story is very small. Like his very his story is very focused in the small aspects. He's not a... I mean, he's a major character overall. Or not overall. He's a major character in the story of Lord of the Rings. But I think... Oh, and I... And, so on an intimate level, he's a very important character. But he doesn't have 
as sizable role in the in the grand scheme of things. And also Gimli is an interesting character, but he's just he's one of the ones that are that's le- that is less um char- characterized, I think, in the Lord of the Rings. Idriel is the what is, is she? See, she's the daughter of Torgon, I think, the king of Gondolin, and she eventually marries Tor, which we'll get to him later. And I, but she has a very important role to play. And I, I, I love the Fall of Gondolin story, so I think I might put her up in A tier. She doesn't do as much, but I think she has a very important role, especially overall in history, keeping uh their their uh their son uh Arendil, uh, protected so i think she is up there if i remember her story correctly so what's the hobby zone john not real name what what do you mean by hobby zone um but anyway, so I still don't know who this is, this is, but I could be if anybody has any ideas who these people are, it's just not coming to me. Um, Legolas, I think, is right by Gimli in a tier. I think, and I think maybe above Gimli, he is very important. Actually, no, right below because he doesn't have as much of a characterization. But I think he's in it. He has an important role to play in the story. Kind of sim. He has a similar role to Gimli, but then again, he's just not as uh, well developed. I like his interplay with with Gimli, and he uh, he's a noble elf, you know, the a prince, and he eventually brings uh, elves down to Gondor in the end of the story. And I think that's a really interesting part of the appendices. And yeah, I there's not to me there's not that much to talk about regarding uh, Legolas. So sorry to anybody who's like his favorite, their favorite character. Um, Matan is the father-in-law of Feanor, and basically realizes that. Or he's the one that teaches Feanor the craft of, you know, the craftsmanship. And that's important, but also he doesn't have an overall role, though he does stop teaching his uh, son-in-law how to do it because he th- he realizes that he's going down a bad path. Um, oh, I guess Mihedros and Maglor are down here. Then I don't know who... Um, these two these people are if anybody knows who Ambarusa are I don't know who that is okay Mehedros is B tier and Maglor I think should be C tier but above but higher in C tier Of Dior. Okay. 
uh, John says, when people are really interested in, to the extent of ranked characters, being able to keep track of so many characters, it's frightened me a good way for good fiction, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't keep track of all of them. It's just, that's my mind. My mind gets kind of hyper fixated on things. So then it, so then it's easier for me to remember this type of thing. Uh, so really that's just, that's kind of how my mind works. Uh, so it, it has benefits. It's not like, like, I don't think I've actually read all this stuff enough to like really for most people to remember it, but because I'm get hyper fixated on something, that's just how it works. Mary. Oh, Mary and Pippin are really great. I just love their stories. Mary and Pippin are both S tier in my book. Let's see where where's Pippin? Where's Pippin? I found Samwise. Hmm. Where is Pippin? I don't know. Um, but yeah, what, let me see. Hmm. Does he not on here? That's weird. If, if Mary is on here, but not Pippin, that's weird. I think he's here. I, I just think I'm blind probably. Nina teaches Gandalf. She's a Vala that teaches Gandalf. So I think she's C tier. She's important, but not that important. I think this is the Balrog. Oh, there's Pippin. I f finally found him. Pippin and Mary are two of my favorite characters. I love their stories of just how, like, they become, they, you know, they start drinking that ent water and they become more, more, uh, they become taller and they have, you know, such an important role in the Shire afterwards. Let's bring Samwise up. I know, uh, uh, was Tolkien considers Samwise the main character of the story, so I'm just gonna bring him right above Frodo because he is the he is the helper, he is uh, the servant, and I think that has in a lot of ways more merit. Uh, John, not real name. I don't know how I managed to diss you, but um. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, if I did, I apologize. Um, so we got so, but really, Mary and Pippin are just really impressive figures, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Mary. I, 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 when I first read the books, I didn't really think about how until the end, Mary, Pippin, Sam, and Frodo all have very important roles in the Shire in the in like the hierarchy of the shire like they really do they have in, incredible 
um, incredible roles. You know, Mar- Mary is uh, the uh, something of Buckland. What is it? Is the mayor of Buckland? No, uh, something of Buckland. Pippin is the uh, is the Thrain, who's kind of the so the regent for the king. He becomes that. You know, he you know all of them don't have this the, their positions in the story until the end because that's when they when they grow up they be, they uh, they inherit these positions. But it's it's really important that all of them go on this adventure because they need to learn how to be good leaders. And then they come back and they, you know, defeat Saruman in the in the scouring of the Shire. And I think that's so impressive to me. Maybe one day I'll do like a pip, like ho- just a Hobbit's video. This kind of makes me want to do a Hobbit's video. Uh, Mandos, probably up there with his with his wife, or maybe actually. A little higher because he has more. He has a bit more activity to do. Ordrith is. I can't remember who he's the son of. I think Finrod maybe. Anyways, he he kind of has just a little bit to do. Turin is just an awesome character, but I think he would still be in. I think he is below Baron. I think that that's probably the best place I could put them. Him. We talked about him a little bit, but he's just, you know, he he is experiencing all the chaos after the defeat um of the good forces at the um Nyrth the Nodiad or something like that. I can't pronounce the names very well. But anyway, so he goes through a lot of different phases. He's, you know, el- kind of an elven prince in some sense, though he's a man. And he um, then becomes an outlaw. Then he joins. Uh, he becomes a advisor at Nagathron. Causes the destruction of Nagathron, and then eventually his sword kills him, or he kills himself with the sword. Tom Bombadil is a pretty cool character. Overall, very, very fun character. Very interesting. At this point, you know, I'm I'm, tr- I'm going to try and put the characters in the right order, but it's hard to keep track of all of them. Tor, Tor is actually S-tier, in my opinion. He's above his cousin. He's not impressive as the Hobbits, in my opinion, though he just has an epic story. You know, getting the people... You know, he sort of has a Trojan, you know, sort of a, who's the, who's that story about like the Tro the Trojan war, the end of the Trojan war and the, uh, it's, it's, uh, the Aeneid, Aeneas, he's kind of the Aeneas, uh, character, you know, bringing his people to safety after being destroyed in the Trojan war kind of. Um, is this Manway? Manway is pretty cool. The king of the Valar. So, but, and he directs the, the eagles and that sort of thing. They, uh, they answer to him. 
So I think he's up in B tier overall, just because he doesn't do as much. Treebeard's a pretty cool character. He's not just in you know Lord of the Rings, but he's you know he's it would be assumed that he is also at um, the fighting um, at the destruction of Doriath. So, uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's, uh, what am I thinking of? Sorry. Treebeard fought at, uh, basically the Ents come up and destroy the dwarves who killed Thingle. So that's pretty cool. Turan is a pretty cool king. Again, I'm just very partial to the story of the fall of Gondolin, especially the extended version that you get in uh, the fall of Gondolin book. And I think he's, I think he's a tier with his daughter, Idriel. Varda is probably one of the coolest of the, um, of the Valar. She's up in a tier. She got. She's the. She's the uh, sort of valor, vala of the stars. So she has a great importance to the elves, and she. She's also Elbereth. You know that's her other name. So she has such an important role to play, and she does such a. You know she's so. It's so interesting because her and Manway. So Manway, uh, can uh you know is knows the is his powers are the wind and stuff and hers is the light. So she can light things so he can see things farther. And I think that the duo is pretty impressive. Saruman is probably an AT or villain. I'm just going to fill these out and then we're going to get to, I'll talk more about them quickly you know like after because this stream's going pretty long yavana is probably b tier i don't remember which of the of the vala she is but she's anyways sauron is probably an S tier villain because he kind of does more with less in a lot of ways. Thranduil is cool because he kind of uh, he doesn't even need to be named in The Hobbit, though he's there. So I'm just going to say he's the in C tier. Thingol is a pretty awesome character, though he becomes, because of his hubris, he gets killed. So, A tier. Thorin is a pretty cool character, but he's also old, and he doesn't, he doesn't have as much uh, roles to play because the Hobbit isn't as detailed. So, Morgoth 
probably A tier. I think Sauron's a better villain. Tolkas is a cool character, a fighter, just with his hands. He doesn't need any weapons. I think this is Iluvatar? Oh, no, this is Almo. Wait, I can't tell. No, Alway. Alway, never mind. That's Alway. I can't remember him very well, but he's a, he was one of the leaders of the... Um, of the, what is it, of one of the hosts of the elves. Um, what makes a good villain, then? I think, well, I just think that uh, Sauron makes a better villain than Morgoth because he kind of does more with less. He has to be more cunning than Morgoth does. Morgoth is is sheer power. He he sort of because he is the devil character, he has much more power than any of us. He much more powerful than the elves. And he sort of just uses that to his advantage. Uh Al I think this is Almo. Almo is one of my favorite Valar. He, I think he goes up in uh S tier regarding the for especially amongst the Valar. If anybody can tell me who any of these other characters are, I will uh I I can't tell who they are. So if you if anybody remembers, let me know and I'll put them in a place, but at the moment I don't I can't tell. So this is my uh attempt at a tier list. Let me know in the comments if you want me to do more tier lists like this. Uh, I do, you know, it's. I don't think it's as, you know, it's a lot of characters, but I, even then, I don't think it's as thorough as I'd like it to be. Um, but yeah. So, but really, yeah. What? So, John wants to know again. What? A, like, I mean, he said this already, and I kind of answered it. You know, what makes a good villain? I really think just Morgoth is this, you know, sort of this power, this force overall. And I think that's an important element. I, oh, Arwen is the, like, the Vala. I can't, I can't tell what the other ones are. The names from left to right. If if somebody wants to tell me what they are and read, you know, read them, but I can't tell what they are. I don't see where the words are. I I see some of the words, but they're also kind of blocked. And then I don't know who Ambarusa is. So, anyways, these are the characters that I'm able to manage. Um. So yeah, that that's what I've got. Actually, uh, Ar wins a, a Val a Maya, not a Vala. She's a Vala, a, a Maya of the sea. Anyways, so let me know of any of these characters you're really interested in. I can talk more about them in the future. I'll look them up. Who is Rog? That's that's uh, that's I don't know who Rog is. Unfortunately, I don't remember. Who he is. 
also don't know who Muriel Perrinday is. I don't know why. I don't remember those characters. So if you want to rem- remind me of who they are, John, but I, I don't remember. So that that's uh, if there's any questions, just let me know. Uh, any other questions? Uh, I uh, also focus on maybe the Lord of the Rings, like specifically the, the that those that tier list might be better. Dude, by species? What do you mean, John? What do you mean by species? Um, is there anybody that I got really wrong in your opinion that you think should be a lot higher? I'd, it'd be great to hear, um, what you guys think regarding that. I think this is what the longest stream I've done by myself. Okay. So one for the elves and one for the hobbits. Um, yeah, I could probably do that. I'd have to create it. This one I was able to find. I think they'll, um, or do you, tier list, or do you want to just explanations of the characters? Like a deep dive. Is that what you're talking about? Regarding each um, species. And it's, I think it's race in Tolkien's work, but yeah. He uses race like species in some ways. Yeah, Thorne does redeem himself. Thorne, um, Thorne comes out to fight and dies in the end, and he uh, tells Bilbo that he thinks, oh, where's Bilbo? <coughs> Where the heck is Bilbo? They don't even have Bilbo on here. That's weird. They, uh, But Bilbo, he tells Bilbo that he wishes others were more like Bilbo. And that it would have been better world, or there'd be better world if they were more like Bilbo. Um, for all of you who came in sort of late, it'd be great uh, if you went back and watched the rest. Also, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Uh, I'll probably be doing more tier lists for you know, you know, fun live streams like this. If you have any other things you want me to do, like for live streams, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear what you have to say and uh, see if I can do them to the best of my ability. Uh, So if there's anything else, I'll just let it go for maybe a minute longer. And if there's anything else, I'll answer or reply to. Uh, Also, if you really did like this episode, if you did like this stream, please share it. Like, you know, tell people about it. At that, I think it's a pretty fun, fun thing to do. I know other people do these types of tier lists, but I think this one is uh, a lot of fun. I don't think I've seen anybody do all these different characters. So, and uh, also, it's very tiring. Yeah, where did I put Thorin? Let me see. 
I think I did I put Thor in oh yeah I think I guess probably Thor Thorin should be higher maybe B tier I'll just move him to B tier he he's definitely has a bigger role than Th Thranduil so maybe so that is probably better to put him a little higher but yeah that that's my list uh I do I John's right about that moving him to moving him higher because also just because I think I did that kind of quickly so uh some of them I thought took longer to do so it's best for me to move them up especially I'll probably have to rethink some of them a little bit but yeah if I didn't know a character I'm sorry about that I don't have I, I think I have decent memory, but I don't have the uh, that you know as much. Uh, I don't you know I can't remember everything. <laughs> That's for sure. I know I'm always better at remembering things when I'm like off stream or listening to somebody else's YouTube channel, and then I you know then it's like yeah I understand that. So when you're doing a video, I think it's harder to remember things than it is when you're just listening to it but yeah thank you all for watching again please comment like and subscribe and join the discord the link for that is in the description so uh please join the discord to continue the conversation uh outside of youtube as well as you know you'd be able to keep up with all the videos so you know get to get notified youtube's really bad at notifying people when they're when the videos are out so thank you all for watching. Have a, a blessed Tuesday and uh, uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye.